gentlemen and welcome to this week in nickelodeon history my name is captain eric and we are going over all of the nickelodeon shows that either started or ended between the times of december 26th and january 1st um we are of course closing out 2021 and opening up 2022 this uh this evening as of this recording happy new year's um uh, glad to be releasing something in the in the new year and you know bringing you the uh, nickelodeon history that you don't have to look up yourself uh, but before that, I, I did want to say a few words about the uh, passing of uh, Betty White, an absolute icon in uh, in the field of entertainment. Uh, Betty White, who was born on January 17th, 1922, was mere days away from her 100th birthday before her passing on December 31st, 2021. Uh, just to give you an idea over this woman's history, in, in entertainment, she uh, had the Guinness uh, Guinness World Record in 2018 for um, working longer in the television industry than any other human being with a career spanning over eight decades in, in entertainment and television and uh, has just become a staple uh, just among so many different parts of television. I mean, she started out in, in many... Uh, American game shows uh, as a as a regular panelist, you know, game old classic game shows like Password and Match Game and Hollywood Squares, onto her most iconic role as a uh, Rose Nilland on the show Golden Girls, created by Susan Harris, which ran for seven seasons and 180 episodes. It was a um, it was a regular favorite of my house uh, as a kid. My mom had the Golden Girls on a lot, and um. I, it's it's really emotional for me. I've watched I've watched that show for almost three decades of my life, and um, when I when I fell in love with that show, when I started watching it, it was honestly because of Estelle Getty, who played the um, Sophia, the mother of Dorothy on the show, who was played by uh, B. Arthur. And since we're just talking about the Golden Girls for a second, might as well uh, shout out to uh, Rue McClanahan as Blanche, but. Uh, Estelle Getty had a had a certain resemblance to my grandmother, just in size and and demeanor, but also her sass. It was just perfect. So it was just watching this comedic version of my grandmother on television, and while watching that show, you can't help but fall in love with Rose, who who was just the most naive woman on the face of the planet. But Betty White uh, really seemed like a genuine earnest person the, the the person you got in interviews and on television and on Saturday night live uh was the woman who that's who she was she just seemed like the sweetest person ever it's reason as to why her iconic status has just grown with every single generation i mean i, I think about that how many times have your parents brought up you know, something that was really cool to them as a kid, but just was out of style, out of fad, not really, you know, rejuvenated like Star Wars or something that's continually grown. And you're just like, okay, yeah, whatever. That was cool for you. 
even when it comes to like actors and and TV stars and whatnot, but it's just like every generation, they take one look at Betty White, they see her in in one scene of one show and instantly know, okay, we get it. We understand the love for this woman and uh, it's it's so endearing. Um, I have a lot of, uh, you know, as a, as a fan, I got a lot of uh, emotions about that and uh, I'll, I'll certainly be processing those over over the course of the next few days. It's uh, it, it, as somebody said today, you know, she, she was 99. Yeah, you know, but it's just when uh, when it happens. When it when you when it happens, it's a different feeling than uh than how you think about it before and then later on after. So, literally recording this the day of, ladies and gentlemen. So, that's that's some emotions there. But I I do want to shout out her the roles she had on Nickelodeon shows. She was the uh, the mother of Marianne Thornberry on the Wild Thornberries, uh, which uh, yeah, Sophie Hunter. She appeared in three episodes of the show, uh, the episodes Tiger by the Tail, Family Tradition, and The Anniversary, and also appeared in the TV movie The Origin of Donnie. Uh, that, that's a lot of, of work for, for Betty White on the Wild Thornberries, and kudos for, for getting her. But she also has a role on SpongeBob SquarePants, in which she appears as uh, the owner of the, uh, there was a shop in the mall, I, I I can look this up. Hold on. Uh, she was the owner. Pearl goes to the mall to get a to get a job, and she happens to have the uh, the only shop that is open. She plays the character of Beatrice in the uh, in the show and owns this store, Grandma's Apron, and of course plays an elderly looking fish. But she's one of those celebrities I I wish uh, were were in, featured in a few more Nicktoons, but. Um, my goodness, the the body of work she left behind is uh, is just iconic. You, you, there's so many words you can attribute to Betty White. All of them are true. Um, she she will be fondly missed, and just even decades from now, as be as beloved as when she was here with us. So, uh, put on your your favorite uh, Golden Girls. Uh, uh, my favorite episode. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna shout it out right now. All right, just looked it up. Uh, it's it's the episode, season one, episode 15, In a Bed of Roses. Check that out. Um, uh, rest in peace, Betty White. Uh, we, we love you, love you to tears, miss you already. And, uh, and on, to, on to this week in Nickelodeon history, because we start two years ago on January 1st, 2019. We had the premiere of Abby Hatcher, a Nick Jr. show created by Ryan Hoagie. Uh, the show is still ongoing, running for two seasons of 51 episodes. Four years ago, on December 29th, 2017, we had the final episode of Harvey Beaks, created by C.H. Greenblatt. The show ran for two seasons of 52 episodes. Uh, I, I really have to dive into Harvey Beaks at some point. I love the work of C.H. Greenblatt. I love the work he left on SpongeBob SquarePants. I absolutely love Chowder. And um, and Harvey Beaks is like the one, you know, piece of his that I really haven't dived into. Uh, even, even his work on Jellystone. I got to shout out Jellystone. If you have HBO Max, check out that show. I, I really like what they've done with some of the characters, even... Like when they've, 
I, I'm not usually a fan of of gender swapping, but you know what? When you're when you're gonna make it this interesting, I in some ways, uh, and at least make it work in how I would want to build this town. I hey, I love it. I fell in love with that show. Uh, but yeah, I gotta check out Harvey Beaks. It really was not treated well on Nickelodeon. Uh, two seasons of fifty-two episodes is is a decent amount. Fifty-two is is up there with a lot of classic Nickelodeon shows. So, uh, having that number that that at least for me would make me feel fine. But uh, yeah, it was one of those shows that was that was started on Nickelodeon and then was like tossed over to Nicktoons once I guess it didn't reach their their height of of ratings. Um, and and a few other shows would continue, but. Let me know in the uh, comments below or uh, or otherwise on social media if you think Harvey Beaks is is worth checking out. Really would appreciate your uh, your comments on that one, especially. Six years ago, on January 1st, 2015, we had the final episode of React to That, a uh, show cre uh, developed by Nick Cannon and Benny and Rafi Fine, the Fine Brothers, the uh, ones behind all of the React videos on YouTube. Also, the Fine Brothers who tried to copyright the term React or even use of React and just the idea of reacting to videos, even though it's just like, I don't know. Reaction videos have been around as long as we've been able to film people. You know, that's just a thing. You know, they, they became the, the biggest with it. They have certainly amassed the biggest audience for reaction videos. They they have that claim, but that's that's kind of where that ends. You don't really like claim the past, or I don't think you should be able to then claim the future uh, if you become the best in something. If there were those before you, then you you know you can all you can do is just ex excel at your craft, and that's fine. Be the be the king of of the reaction, but uh. But yeah, the React to that was just another attempt at bringing YouTube to television. It ran for one season of 13 episodes. Um, 14 years ago, on December 30th, 2007, we had the final episode of Shorts in a Bunch. This was a variety show of 13 episodes of a bunch of different animated shorts that Nickelodeon had at their disposal. These included various shorts from the Avatar, The Last Airbender, Super Deformed Shorts, uh, The Christmas Calendar, Edgar and Ellen, Hero, Mr. Meaty, The Nicktoons Film Festival uh, stuff, Planet Sketch, the, pres uh, the Presentators, Primo, Prometheus and Bob from Kablam, Those Scurvy Rascals, and A Town Called Panic. That was just a firm list of, of different shorts they had. Um, and then a few other pilots that aired throughout this time. Um, this, you know, they, I, I don't know. I really don't know why these things don't do better. This is, these are always interesting. Like, you never know what you're going to get. Um, and to think of the history that have come from some of these, although these were seemingly shorts that were just already done and in rotation, and then here's a here's a way to, to watch them all together. But... Uh, I always loved when there was just different animation, different things going on. I loved Oh Yeah Cartoon. I loved the the big pick on Cartoon Network. I love seeing pilots pitted against each other, things like that. Uh, I you know with with of course YouTube, it's harder to do this stuff on television. You kind of then just put your pilots on on YouTube. Think of like Smiling Friends on Adult Swim, and hey, put a pilot out there, see how it does, and get the gauge the uh, audience reaction. But uh, we, we mentioned Mr. Meaty, and, and by the way, we got to celebrate. 16 years ago, on December 30th, 2005, the pilot episode of Mr. Meaty premiered 
on Nickelodeon. Mr. Meaty would then go on to become a, a, a TV show that ran for two seasons of 20 episodes. Uh, 17 shorts in total were created of, of Mr. Meaty that were aired in between commercial breaks on Nickelodeon before the main series. The show was created by puppet troupe known as the Grogs, or Grogs Incorporated. They're Canadian puppet troupe that were active from 1992 to 2009. They produced a wide variety of shows and short films for Nickelodeon and their uh, Canadian sister channels, YTV, Nickelodeon Canada, Treehouse TV, and CBC Television. Um, I I absolutely, like, Mr. Meaty is, um, it's, it's a... a, a deep favorite of mine <laughs> i know that mr meaty and like the world of nickelodeon i i am in the minority in in the fan base but uh but there's something about it that just exudes just a classic not every show on nickelodeon is there to be comfortable there one of the first nicktoons is ren and stimpy a show that that exemplifies kind of what helped bring Nickelodeon to the next level of its metamorphosis in children's entertainment. What helped bring it to the mainstream was the fact that they had these one-of-a-kind cartoons, some as safe as Doug, and others that would go to the extremes that Ren and Stimpy would go in terms of just really gross, crude, disgusting humor that would be just like, kind of you'd almost want to squint at some points in time, but you almost you just couldn't look away from the screen. And that kind of energy was was missing for a while on Nickelodeon. And I thought Mr. Meaty brought a bit of that energy. Now, comparing the two, Ren and Stimpy and Mr. Meaty, that, that's kind of where it ends. Because, you know, uh, in terms of quality, I will obviously say Ren and Stimpy is a far superior show. But just that level of energy, I was always interested in seeing. I wanted to see their their weird storylines how gross they would get. They almost, they always seem to outdo themselves in that factor. And sometimes they would even go above and beyond where you would think the show would go. I, they're like moments in that show, little snippets that I remember where it's like, wow, they, they were able to do that in the mid two thousands. Good for them. Wow. Uh, so look, I know Mr. Meaty gets a lot of hate. I know that it does not have a lot of fans out there, but I proudly rocked a Mr. Meaty shirt that I bought in the official Nickelodeon store that has got to be in storage somewhere. I, I, I'll do it like a deep dive one of these days. I got to go through boxes of shirts anyway that are like are in space bags, but, uh, it was a brown shirt that just had the characters on it. And on the back, it said, we're friends meet to eat meat. And it was a great, I absolutely, if I could find a mint condition version of that shirt and it was my size, I would still rock that right now, no problem. But uh, but yeah, any other uh, Mr. Meaty fans out there, please shout out. Uh, even if you absolutely despise the show, just, just let it be known. Make some noise out there in the comments. Uh, and yeah, if you've never seen the show, it is it is well worth the, uh, the, the time to sit down and, and get yourself some Mr. Meaty. Uh, but 17 years ago, on December 27th, 2004, we had the final episode of Family Face-Off Hollywood on Nick at Night, a uh, competition where six families competed for a trip to Hawaii. The show was hosted by John Saley and Amy Davidson. 21 years ago, we had the Nick Nickelennium 
a uh, a special that Nickelodeon did on uh, on television, looking at the the current crop of kids and I guess their opinions on the world and whatnot, looking at the the future, the last millennium, the new millennium, things like that. Uh, I honestly. I was not watching Nickelodeon this night. I definitely did not watch the special at the time, or at least I uh, I definitely don't remember. Um, they had a uh, the 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 Nickelodeon was a actually a twenty four hour commercial free documentary that aired on January first two thousand that featured six hundred children from around the world speaking candidly about their hopes and fears for the future and their realities of the present. Yeah, look at that. That's uh that's Nickelode- Nickelodeon using their voice for uh, for good and I mean uh I, I, these days they could just have a live stream going on on YouTube and and continuing the uh continuing the talk of of children's thoughts of of the present and the future and and I think uh you know children's point of view on how things are going is is at least important enough to hear out you know some at least the ones who you know a kid who can is who is articulate enough to let you know hey this is how they feel uh, that things are going on somebody who's a bit older but but that was pretty cool and today we are ending with a big one as 26 years ago on December 28th 1995 we had the final episode of the adventures of Pete and Pete uh, a, a live-action staple of a 90s Nickelodeon created by Will McRobb and Chris Viscardi. The show ran for three seasons of 34 episodes, along with five specials and 16 shorts that uh, preceded the series premiere of this show. A, another show that started out as a series of shorts and then would, would go on to become something bigger, something that Nickelodeon has regularly done over their, the span of their, their lifetime here. Um, uh, the Adventures of Pete and Pete stars Michael Marona and Danny Tamborelli, uh, two gentlemen that I have had the pleasure of meeting once, and I hope to meet again once this this whole pandemic stuff is done and they can they can tour again. Uh, a massive shout out to their podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Mike. Uh, if you if you like uh, classic Nickelodeon, uh, just a, a nice little shot of adrenaline, of nostalgia. Uh, they, they have had a few guests of there of classic Nickelodeon. Check out that podcast, The Adventures of uh, Danny and Mike. I'll actually, uh, I'll put a uh, link to the uh, to that podcast in this podcast description. But yeah, I got I got to meet them. Um, they're, they're big parts of Nickelodeon for me, especially, of course, Danny uh, Tamborelli, who would then go on to, to be a part of all that and, and have an, a longer career on uh, on Nickelodeon. Uh, Mike Morona, though, would also go as uh, would be known as, as Jeff McAllister in the Home Alone movies, Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, one of uh, uh, Kevin McAllister's brothers. Uh, the Adventures of Pete and Pete, though, is just an absolute fever dream of a show that could only be created and and shown on Nickelodeon. It's it's one of a kind. It's a it's a level of a show that um has existed here and there in time these kind of sitcoms where they they live kind of in their own bubble, but I don't think one has ever gone to the the levels that the Adventures of Pete and Pete has with its ideas and and the kind of world you're watching, you you know it's a television show, you know it's fictional, but there's just something about it. It's 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 eerie. You feel like even though it's a comedy, there's just like the world that they're presenting to you feels so off and and so you know ex- to like certain extremes that you go, you just can't look away. It's just one of those shows I feel like that glues you in with its its wacky characters, its plots, yet it 
just feels like it's an everyday reality for these characters. Uh, if you've never watched the P the Adventures of Pete and Pete, I would absolutely go out of your way to watch it. And uh, and Nickelodeon, if you're listening or somebody associated with Nickelodeon, uh, please, for the love of of Artie, the strongest man in the world, can you just release the third season on DVD? Uh, apparently, to to according to co-creators Will McRobb and Chris Biscardi. Uh, who, by the way, the first two seasons released on DVD, the third seasons are actually done. They're pressed, they're ready to go, and they are just sitting in a warehouse. Um, in an LA Times article, they discussed the situation. McRobb said, the same thing goes on with the mythical third season on DVD. They put out the first two and everyone's thrilled and the third one doesn't come out and no one has ever told us why. And they, and they made it, it's in the warehouse. Uh, Viscardi added, it's packaged, it's recorded. We did commentary tracks with a bunch of the cast. There's all those special extras on it. They pressed it. We saw it. Nothing. Lit I I don't understand. There is literally somewhere in a warehouse, a pallet. I mean, maybe at this point it's just been destroyed, but somewhere there's just boxes, I'm imagining, of these DVDs of the third season of The Adventures of Pete and Pete, ready to go, all done, and it's just sitting there for, for no reason. Uh, I, I guess the one of the reasons behind this is the DVD, which was originally scheduled to come out February 28th, 2006, was pushed back because of the merger between DreamWorks and Paramount Pictures with the uh, the third season removed from Paramount's schedule. I I don't know how that affects things now, uh, you know, especially how things are structured with streaming. I mean, of course, I, I believe the entire show is is out on on Paramount Plus. Uh, but but yeah, hey, uh, can you just release the third season on DVD? Can you can you put that out there, please? Uh, if it's done, you, you just can even make a link on a website, make it like a special edition that, that can you'll just sell out like it's just money sitting there. I don't want to give them really bad ideas like putting it out for more money. But, you know, I'd rather just get this out there in the hands of fans than than anything else. So uh, but yeah. Uh, one of one of my biggest things when it comes to the the adventures of Pete and Pete that I love talking about is that if you've ever seen the Nickelodeon film uh, Snow Day, the Nickelodeon movie Snow Day, it was a, originally a movie that was an Adventures of Pete and Pete movie. Like they were going to make a big screen Adventures of Pete and Pete movie. And uh, for some reason, I guess the. Uh, just the idea was scrapped at some point and was then moved to its own standalone film. But I, I would love to see that script of the adventures of Pete and Pete movie. And I, even though I met him and I, I got to kind of ask this question to, to the, to the guys, there's, there's not much, you know, as a kid, you, you, they might've not, not even seen a script, but I asked, you know, if, if Artie was going to be in the film, if, if they had any, uh, memories about how, you know, how much of it got done. And, uh, I, it didn't really get too far into production before it was changed. You know, obviously it was probably during the writing process, but, uh, but yeah, just what could have been, there's another world out there in the multiverse that has the, uh, the adventures of Pete and Pete film in theaters. And, uh, I am. I am forever jealous of, to them out there in the multiverse. Enjoy your adventures of Pete and Pete movie, the one we never got. But anyway, my name is Captain Eric, and that has been This Week 
in Nickelodeon history. Uh, thank you so much for, for listening. Thank you for, uh, for everything you guys have done this year. Uh, this, this past year has just been an absolute whirlwind in my personal life. And I've tried to not make that affect, uh, this show too much or any of the work I'm doing as a content creator. It does get in the way sometimes, but, uh, what are you going to do? You, you just got to keep moving forward and, uh, making content, uh, helps helps me kind of you know keep some structure in my life so i i really do hope that there's some of you out there who actually enjoy what i make and, and put out there um i i really appreciate all of you who have I, i've seen the numbers go up throughout the year uh on the podcast front certainly on the youtube front i i hope uh, uh certainly with with the plans that i have on on the youtube front moving through 2022 uh things will will even in, increase on on that front and uh i hope i hope so many of you are along with me the the ready crew is always an open door policy you can always come and go as you please but uh i i hope those of you who uh who stick around enjoy all the content i have moving forward but uh, here's to here's to 2021, and uh, I'll see you in the next year. Uh, thank you guys so much. Appreciate all of you, and uh, and I'll see you next time. Stay safe. Have a good one. On the Lord of Nick. On the Lord of Nick Nick. On the Ricky Ticky Low while living number one Nickelodeon.